And I was not unhappy when I came down with bronchitis and under doctor's orders could not work out for a couple of weeks. I said, well, you all just go ahead without me. I was supporting from afar. It was too hard. I couldn't do it. It wasn't, it, it was just too much work. But I still think about how I never got on the water. I never got on one of the boats. I never experienced being in the, in the track with the team, listening to the coxswain yell and pull and be part of that work together. And even more importantly, I didn't get to experience being out there at sunrise with the water glistening in front of me and feeling the wind in my face and all of the very best parts of what it would have been if I stuck with it. If I put any more effort into it, if I had just tried. And I, I sometimes think, well, maybe, maybe when I'm older, I can do that. <laughs> like, I couldn't do it when I was 19. There's no way. Well, brothers and sisters, Jesus is talking in this gospel lesson about our salvation. And he's talking about how it is that we are saved. And we know, as God's people, that we can't work our way into the kingdom of God. There's not a set list of, of exercises that we can do. There's not a checklist of things we have to have accomplished. We are saved by grace, through faith in Jesus Christ. If we know that Jesus Christ is the one who has died for us, the one who has redeemed us, the one who has given all of himself for our salvation, if we know that with all of our hearts and our minds and our souls and our strength, and we try to live in love with one another and with our God, that is where we find our salvation. It's not in all the work that we do, all of the things that we try to accomplish. But there is this element here where Jesus says, it's hard. He says, make every effort to enter through the narrow gate. Many, I tell you, will try to enter and won't be able to. The Bible here says, make every effort. Some translations say, strive. But the Greek word is actually agonizomai. And it's the very same root of our English word, agonize. <coughs> our faith is something that we should put so much effort into that sometimes we agonize And it's in that striving, in that work, in that agonizing, wrestling with what we believe and and listening for God to speak when we don't think we can even hear the Lord's voice, when we agonize, and Rachel did when he was named at the gym, wrestling with God and saying, I'm not going to let go of you until you bless me. That is faith. But too many people, too many people are on the outside of what Jesus is calling us to. They know who Jesus is. 
In this story, there are those people who came and listened to the teachings. They would sit and eat at the meals. They would be there for everything that the crowd was gathered for. But then at the end of the day, they went back to their lives. They did everything they did ordinarily. They didn't agonizomize. They didn't do what Jesus called them to do when he would say, put down your nets and follow me. Leave your oxen and follow me. And then they didn't do that because to follow Jesus was inconvenient. They liked to hear what he had to say because he was a great storyteller. Who doesn't like to listen to a great storyteller? But Jesus tells them, when you come and you knock on the door, you say, Lord, open the door for us, he's going to reply, I don't know you or where you are Then you will begin to say, we ate and we drank in your presence and you taught in our streets. There's a difference between being part of that crowd and being a follower of Jesus Christ, a believer, or someone who comes through the narrow gate and who recognizes that in that agonizomai, what that also means. It's not that we struggle to be believers, but in our times of struggle, we still trust and hope in a God who is going to redeem all of creation. And it's inviting us to be people who put our whole lives at the mercy of our God. It's not passive. Nothing about our faith can be passive. So I ask us all to consider, are we on the outside just listening to Jesus when he can make us feel good for a moment? Or are we ready to put all of our lives before our master? Are we ready to experience what God is offering to us here and now and every day? It's not coincidental to me that this passage in the Gospel of Luke comes right after a controversy. Of course, since Jesus is always in the midst of controversy, amen? But it's a controversy about healing on the side. When we are believers in Jesus Christ, that know him, that follow this narrow gate, that want to bring all of ourselves to our Lord, that's not just a wistful hope. That is the agony of wrestling before God, saying, I need your power here and now. I need you to heal me. Here and now. And Jesus will heal people on the Sabbath, even though they weren't supposed to do anything on the This is a belief, this narrow gate, a belief that says, God, I need you to work a miracle in my life now. Don't pray for me when you think about it. But know that we as the body of believers can come together in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the truth of the resurrection, and say that Jesus Christ can heal us. 
and what we're going to do with the next phase of our lives, Jesus can heal us. Amen? I will not assume What is it that you need God to help you come through the narrow gate? What is it that you need the power of the Holy Spirit to work resurrection in your life? Where is it that you need to not just know a little bit about who Jesus is, but to come to the very feet of our Savior and say, Lord, I yours, heal me. Are there any among us today need the power of God to flow through them and bring healing. <clears throat> and it's bold and it's not easy and it's, it kicks at one of the hardest things that keeps us separated from God, which is our pride. But who here today needs to come forward and have all of us lay hands on him or her to be healed? to experience the power of God. Do you all believe in that power? Oh, come on. <laughs> come on! Do you believe in a God who can heal? Yes! That's still not very good. <laughs> so, well, it might work with my prescription. Yeah. One of my parishioners at a church I serve, he is one of the world's leaders in numerous um, diseases and illnesses, specifically HIV and AIDS. And he had some things going on physically with him. And he went to a church service, and he's actually part of a clinical trial. And he, he, he came to church the next Sunday and he said, this inflammation I had, it's gone. It's gone. Because I went and a woman prayed over me. And I said, my friend, you're going to have to write at the end of this research paper. You're going to have to put it in the protocols for your healing. But this happened by the power of God. Because he is a world-renowned doctor that has won awards, and, and he had received a special ribbon from Nelson Mandela. But he knew that that particular healing, it wasn't all of the complete combination. It was a powerful act of the Almighty God. And I know that there are some of you here who, big or small, you need God's healing. And if you are bold enough to come forward, we will lay hands on you. If you're not, that's okay. Because we're going to reach together across our eyes and lay hands on one another. And we're going to pray for God to bring healing to his people. To bring healing to all of us so that we can bring healing to a world that needs it. So whether it's your pain, your sickness, your grief, whether it's 
you're in need for your white blood cells to increase, whatever specific thing it is, we're going to pray to God for that. And so what I'm going to do is I invite everybody <coughs> to just reach across to the person next to you. And if people in the aisles, I'm sorry, you're going to have to actually rub elbows. And if you if you are, listen, if you are being depressed and you want to just rub elbows with the person next to you, it's still a connection. Come on down the center. We're going to connect with one another. And I'm going to open in prayer. And if you feel like you want to shout out to God, or come forward in the midst of this for something specific, just say it aloud where you are. But let's go to God in prayer. Holy Spirit, come. Holy God, we talk a lot about you, but the narrow gate means know you well. So we invite your Holy Spirit to fall in this place. We invite you to course through each and every one of our connections right now. God, we have brothers and sisters in here who are dealing with cancer, and they need you to fight it. They need you to shrink the tumors. They need you to give steady hands to the surgeons. And they need you to give them strength from the treatments. And we trust that you are doing that in God. We have brothers and sisters in here who have lost loved ones, who are grieving, whose hearts are broken in a thousand pieces. God, we need you to bring those pieces together. To not just sweep them up, but also to bind them with your love. And to bring back the joy and the peace that has been absent. God, we have people in here who are struggling with work. Who need to find their next place of employment. Need to have hope. God, give them the spirit they need to know your next move for them. God, we have caregivers in here who don't know how they can make it another day. Who have poured out all that they have for their loved one, but feel depleted themselves. God, fill their spirits. Let them overflow with your, with your grace and your peace. And let them feel rest in your presence. Lord, we as your people need healing. Not just for our aches and pains, but for our spirits and souls. And God, you are the God who can bring it. Hear these cries that we bring before you. We offer all of our body to you. We pray for our loved ones who are transitioning from this life to the next one. Pray for our sister Beverly and her family as she is nearing the end of her days on earth. We pray for these others that remain before you from where we are. 
we put before you all of those loved ones who carry who need your touch right now, oh God.
also going to pray for our brother Roland, who's experiencing cancer in his eye. But have you had your surgery yet? Yes, you have. So we're going to pray for the healing after his surgery. Almighty God, we thank you that Roland has had his surgery, that you removed the cancer. God, we pray that you will continue to bring healing through his body, the other struggles that he has physically, that he will be made whole and well in your sight, and that his spirit will be strengthened by your power and your might as he continues to fight. God, we know that cancer is an evil. We, we rebuke it right now in your precious name. And we trust in your power and your healing through medicine. Amen. You may remain standing, and we're going to sing together our closing hymn. 